1: Would you live in a house where a murder has been committed? That's the question on The Colleen and Bradley Show, 651-641-1071. We're streaming live at mytalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Why are we asking people if they could live in a house where a murder has been committed, Bradley? Well,
2: because you can buy one. It's currently for sale, and it's one of the homes where... Uh, people were murdered by the Manson family. So um, that's been in headlines, of course, because of the film uh, that is about to... uh, When does that actually hit theaters, Holly? Uh,
0: I believe before the end of the month not this weekend but maybe next weekend
2: so people and i i listened to an interview with a woman who wrote a book recently about the manson murders again um and it it just brought back you know the stories of these murders and it was 1969 and it has everything it has like the and i think that's probably why there's going to be a film about it because there's so much of this story to tell it really did have an effect um on a lot more than just the individuals involved uh-huh. in the way that people saw like their own personal safety and security. That aside, one of the homes, the um, Labianca family—Lino, Le- uh, Leno, and Rosemary Labianca—they were murdered in this house, and this house is currently for sale. And so I was just thinking, like, this house is a piece of history, but it's a very grisly piece of yeah. history, right? And I wonder if people have the ability to sort of compartmentalize a, hor- a horrific uh, attack like that um, when they're making a house purchase. Because in this case, obviously, they're not going to hide. They're not going to try right. to hide the fact that a murder was committed here because, well, first of all, you I don't know how you're going to hide that. Second of all, do you really want somebody buying something that they're going to then, you know, find out a murder was committed in and not want to be there? Right. Right? So... Um, Anyway, that's that's what prompted this. There's this whole article with the guy who's listing the house and you know just sort of confronting the the true horror of what happened there.
1: Grizzly, yeah, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Could you live in a house where murder has been committed, Bradley? I want to put the question
2: to you first. I would say yes, absolutely. Would I do it? I don't. It it would really depend, I think, but I don't think there would be any reason for me not to. I guarantee you, I would have somebody over to, to clear the space of the spirits yeah to maybe light some sage or do whatever uh you do yeah to re- rid the house of some negative energy yeah. i kind of feel like i would do that anyway but um that i think would be the only thing and then i guess it would just depend on i don't even know that it would depend i think it depends on how much i want the house
1: i for me i think it would depend on how well-known or how like historical like this house I don't think I could do because that's a well-known story that like everybody has as a touchstone uh or the you know the, the many people have a knowledge of the Manson murders and that I, I just think it would be really difficult mm-hmm. to walk through that space and not I don't know. Maybe I could. Yeah, overcome that. I don't don't know. I don't
2: know. Maybe I. But again, we're just postulating. But
1: like, if I found out, like for example, like I don't know if somebody's been murdered in the house that I live in now, and I don't. That wouldn't change anything. That knowledge for me now. Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: If you found out in reverse, you probably you're like, well, first of all, you're not upping and moving. No. Um. But this is like historical. This house that's for sale. It is a high-profile murder. Yes, exactly. I think is what you're probably getting at. And I will say that um, the person who's listing this, you know, says this is not for every, this home's not going to be for everyone. And in fact, that's why, you know, you might be interested to know that the house is selling for a little bit below market because yeah. it, you know, the market is smaller than one would expect, even though some people might think it's, you know, an asset yeah. uh, in a horrible, weird, macabre sort of way. yeah, But... Um, anyway, th- this home has had previous owners since the murders. Uh, obviously, the people that are selling it now were not the people who were murdered right. in the house. Um, and, it, you know, people have gone on to live happy lives in this home. Yeah. Um, I also think there's something, you know, I, I, I think I love history, so I kind of feel like the history would interest me a lot. Right. Um, and that would be a, a positive I don't think I would be worried about like spirits, ghosts, yeah. or anything like that.
1: I just think for yeah, I, you know, for me it would just be about that feeling of realizing what, like, when you really sit and think about like what those walls hold. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer, could you live in a house where a murder has been committed? It would depend on the 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 killing. Like, I mm-hmm. think if it was like an old elderly couple, and it was like a you know a mercy. Killing that would be easier for me to swallow. Like, okay, like that was out of you know mercy that that was done. If it was some horrible, gruesome, you know, stabbings and sh- you know, yeah. that would be hard. And ghost or no ghost, I feel like the energy of that act might still linger for sure.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Every time you, you know. have a, every time you have a nightmare, you'd probably be like, I wonder if
3: yeah. yeah and I yeah. so that that to me would be the. It really would depend on the type of murder. But my, I did have a friend who had an apartment <laughs> that someone was murdered in, and there was
1: blood on the floor before she moved in. Oh, my God. And, and all sorts of crazy stuff. But I, I never had a bad vibe ever. Hanging out there was actually yeah. a really fun place to be. So
3: Interesting.
1: Interesting. Thank you, yeah, Jennifer, for, for that. Yeah. Let's go to Angel. Hi,
3: Angel. Could you ever live in a house where murder has been committed? Uh yes, I actually do live in a house where a murder has been committed.
2: Wow, how did you find out?
3: Um okay, so I my husband and I had been, you know, house hunting for a bit and we found the house and we're like, yes, this is it. We're going to we're going to put the offer in on it. So, our realtor put in the offer and then the other realtor said, "Well, I want to disclose this to you before you buy it that um there was a murder in the house." So the people we we bought it from a flipper, but the people who um had previously lived in there, the woman shot her partner. Wow. No. Like kidding. Just just murdered him. Yeah.
2: How many years and, ago um, before you bought the house?
3: I think it had maybe been um I don't know, maybe maybe four years. It had oh, been wow. vacant for a while because just because of the whole situation, yeah. you know, she went to prison. Um they was foreclosed, and then it was vacant for a bit. So it wasn't immediately, but... And then someone bought it and rehabbed it. Yeah. And we bought it from him. But no one had lived in there since then. And there was actually... You can look in reports and stuff, and there had been people, like, squatting in there for a bit while it was vacant. And Wow.
2: <laughs> Did you hesitate at all when you found out that info because you were ready to put it off, and then all of a sudden you find out, oh, this happened. Did that slow you down at all?
3: No. I mean, I wasn't... You know, I wasn't thrilled about it, but I had, we had been in the house three times um, and I didn't feel anything. And yeah. I mean, if you believe in those kinds of things, I'm really perceptive to things. And so I didn't feel any creepy energy. And there were definitely houses I'd looked in that did have creepy energy. Yeah. Um, so, and we lived there for a while before I had any kind of like cleansing or anything done mm-hmm. to the house. And I've never felt anything bad or seen anything or, or felt, or even felt like yucky energy. So. Yeah.
2: That is so fascinating. Yeah.
3: Thank you, yeah. Angel. That is really fascinating.
2: Yeah, so when the rubber meets the road, it, it's just interesting what kinds of things people think about.
1: Well, and, you know, I think we've had a conversation at another, on another show about whether or not that is something that needs to be disclosed. And clearly, it's not something that like legally needs to be disclosed if somebody died in a house. Um, but the fact that the realtor that they were buying from kind of knew, like, they might want to know this. Yeah. Is... Interesting. And that it didn't affect
2: her. Yeah, absolutely. I was reading uh, the story about, again, one of the Manson homes uh, or one of the murder, ho- the, a home where a murder was committed by the Manson family in the 1960s. Um, in California, you have to disclose if a murder or somebody died within three years. Uh, but beyond that, you don't. So, And I don't think we have that law in Minnesota. No,
1: I don't think so. Uh, all right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have a name for these relationships that are solely for the sake of publicity. We call them publationships. Um, and we talked a little bit briefly yesterday about Irina Shake and Bradley Cooper and the fact that she has moved on. Well, there's a very important part of the story about the person who she was seen with that we have to share. All right. To talk about one of the publicationships we've been discussing on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Oh, Colleen oh, Lindstrom, Fake. Bradley
2: Trainer. <laughs> Just the cranky old man in the corner.
1: Just yelling for nobody. Okay, so one of our favorite publicationships, that's a publicity relationship, a relationship that is solely for the purposes of elevating the members of the relationship's careers. One of the ones we've been talking about lately has been
2: who we call... Shake. Cake. Cake. Cake, I'm sorry. Bradley Shake is the actual name.
1: Yeah. And Irina Shake. They broke up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, he's been, he's struggled a little bit. Uh, he's looked disheveled, but she's empowered and she feels fine. Well, then she was spotted out with a mystery man. Remember we talked about that yesterday. And we were like, who's this mystery man? Well, his name is Alec Maxwell. And we were like, "Who's an Alec Maxwell?" Well, Holly did the homework on it, and she was like, "Oh no, he's he's a deal, he's a thing." Well, no, um, he's the
2: creative director of Vogue,
1: right? At, of British Vogue, yeah. yeah. So then it was like, "Oh, okay, so there there might be some method to her madness, right?"
2: Yeah, we're like, "Oh, Opportunity knocks.
1: Sure. So she's moved on to her next publicationship, perhaps. Well, I want to tell you a couple things about uh, Mr. Maxwell. Oh, okay, sure. you might not be aware. So, of... Like,
2: give us five things we need to uh, know about Alec yep. Maxwell.
1: Well, first of all, he's been spending time with Irina after her breakup. Uh, It's pretty clear that they're very friendly with each other because they've been looking like they're getting pretty intimate, right? Yeah. There's been pictures of the two of them. Maybe he's been caressing her gently. Or they're leaning up against a wall, looking longingly into each other's eyes. Uh, that's, so that's the first thing you need to know. They've been spending time with each other. Second thing you need to know, Alec is in the business, too, because he is, as we said, the creative director of British Vogue. Uh, that might be one of the ways that they met, because she's, of course, a model, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the third thing is that he's got a pretty robust social media presence. Ooh, he has okay. about 20,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, so um, she's sparking up the right train. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Robust. Uh, the fourth really thing robust, is that though. he has actually he's an award winner for his work in the publishing world. Mm. He's actually won a Webby Award. So, so pretty he would distinguished, be a keeper. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's number five. He's gay.
2: Uh, excuse me. Wait, what? Yeah.
1: It's interesting how the tabloids skimmed over <laughs> this very important piece. <laughs> <laughs> he has a long term boyfriend.
2: Uh, Edward. So and, not only and is Info. he gay, which, you know, that wouldn't stop her from dating a man. Uh huh hint, hint. I see where, I see where you're, I see the sandbox but you're the playing the difference and- here, perhaps, is actually bury the lead. Like, Arena Shake goes from one gay man to another. Exactly. But anyway, the, the the difference in this case is, the gay man you're talking about is openly gay and has a partner! And his partner is a big deal. This would be like his if partner, Arena Shake way- and I were hanging out together, and the tabloids were like, ooh, Arena Shake cuddles up to midday radio <laughs>
1: And we're like, ah! I mean, okay. Okay, not only does his long-term boyfriend, like is he a man?
3: Who he's Switches a partner a who he's yeah. a partner
1: to, he's actually a well-known person as well. Uh, according to the New York Times, Edward Eninfall, the partner of Alec who Arena Shake was apparently cuddling up to, he made history as New York Times Magazine's first gay male editor in chief.
2: So, so, yeah, this is such a this, weird. Somebody wasn't story doing their homework because I will say in the Hollywood Life story that you reference, that is uh, your story, right? Yeah. Um, Hollywood Life is trash. But, um, hi- yeah, but
1: I feel like Bonnie but, Fuller did her homework here.
2: But she did, but she didn't because look at the headline The Mystery Man Getting Cozy with the Rita Shake implies. That this these two are together,
1: yeah, but got you to click on it, didn't it? It
2: it certainly yeah. did. and then the, you know, they are sort of like offhandedly like, oh, and he's got a partner and the thing no, you guys said that they were getting cozy, uh-huh. I don't you and I don't get cozy, never. I mean, we have if, slept together, but that's a if whole different story we were like
1: stranded on a mountain in below zero temperatures. We'd get cozy,
2: yeah, that's it. I hope we never have to do that. I mean, I mean we never be stranded, not we get cozy. Never, <laughs> thank you.
1: We never know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Pretty sure that's JLo And P.S. The person behind all
0: of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, what
1: Project Down that's and Dirty true. will be.
2: Very true. Everest. That is lazy. Project
1: Down and Dirty Everest.
2: Uh, Irina anyway, Shake. See, now, it makes me want to take all the tabloids, Alec, what's his name, Maxwell, uh, and see yep. like, how else people are reporting this.
1: Because it was buried, so uh, the way I just laid it out is not at all how it was laid out in this article. I sort of happened upon that detail. Yeah, because it's which, buried in there. Yeah, you should not have to happen upon the detail that the person who Irina Shake is allegedly maybe dabbling with a relationship with is is A, not available, and B, probably I mean, not even actually interested in her.
2: List li, list, really, list really Colleen. Uh-huh. Here's a headline, literally. Arena Shake moving on from Bradley Cooper with this person, dot, dot, dot. Arena Shake cozy, cozies up with Mystery Man as she moves on. Smitten while hanging with New Guy in New York City. I mean, that was MSN. Yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. From the blast. He's
1: gay. Okay, do any of those articles say he well, cozies I, up with homosexual man?
2: No. No, this one in particular I'm reading right now says nothing about his homosexuality. Yeah. He wouldn't be the first gay man to, you know Yeah, but
1: he clearly isn't he's openly <laughs> he's gay. Like he's not yeah. looking for a beer. What the heck? Uh all right, when we come back on the, the call it, What in the oh, heck? Oh god. We've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk talk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trader. We have a name for those celebrities, and the name is your mom. What? No. no, try again. Oh, I hate when
2: I do that because then I have to say the word D I know, I didn't right after to make you talk about D-bag. my mom. It was a joke. Thank
3: you. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day.
2: She loves you. Dian- uh, Diane and I have a lot in common. Actually. Yes, I know. You both put up you. with me. <laughs> Thank you. And we love old things. Um, <laughs> and me. You love old things. And, and yeah. me. <laughs> Selena Gomez, personal trainer, and Bonnie Fuller, and Hollywood Life as wow. uh, the world.
1: Okay, those are so my tags. a lot to but but break focus, down in a couple minutes here.
2: Let's focus on Hollywood Life as a tabloid and Selena Gomez's personal trainer in particular, cool. because in Hollywood Life, that delightful uh tabloid by There's, Bonnie Fuller by Bonnie Fuller she actually has a very interesting story I encourage you to go find out about it in another segment because right now we're going to talk about how crappy this article is it's in their beauty uh section okay and the headline promises Selena Gomez personal trainer reveals how you can get abs just like the singer now what is problematic about that beyond the obvious uh tick tock tick tock you don't
1: uh, nothing is real, and everyone smokes.
2: But can you th- okay. can you see why this would be problematic other well, than what we've already talked about? You can't ever
1: get somebody else's abs.
2: Ding ding, yes. Okay. Also, Selena Gomez. Haven't we talked oh. a lot about Selena Gomez? Like the things that um, she struggles with.
1: She has like some anxiety. Is she I don't. Are you pointing to to an eating disorder? No. Okay. Good because she does. I t- as far as I know, that's no. not on the list. No. But. Yes, like She's, some anxiety, depression type stuff.
2: Yeah, and I just feel like she has somebody who has worn her emotions on her sleeve uh-huh. and is trying to look beyond the uh, you know, obvious traps that we fall into with celebrity women in particular, which is look at me, look at me, look at my looks and my amazing ass. Right. I kind of feel like that is not doing Selena Gomez any favors. But, j- quote, just in time for summer, and this is Ugh. where I want to take them to task for the obvious, Selena Gomez's personal trainer reveals to Hollywood Life exclusively, all caps, how Pilates and Planks are the primary workouts Selena does to get her fabulously toned midsection. Again, stop it. Selena Gomez is more than her abs. Yes, thank you. Second of all. I want that on a shirt. Second of all, you can't, to your other point, you can't get somebody else's abs. Right. You get the ones you got.
1: Like that, you have Trust you got to deal with them. I tried to
2: get Zach Efron's abs, he has them. I don't. The only
1: way you can get them is I'm not going to say anything.
2: What were you going to say?
1: I don't want to talk about it.
2: <laughs> okay. Is it a sore subject? No, it was just sort like of... It to be. It was like
1: kind of like uh, Conclude.
2: silence of the lammy, gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Rosoff Davis shared her tips with Hollywood Life exclusively on how you can get abs just like Selena. <sighs> oh, if I'm and, a woman and, in 2000, I am a, I am a frustrated man and I am not a woman. Do you see what I'm thank saying? Thank you for that headline. This is so misogynistic yeah. yes. that even men are turned off. But
1: do, but do you see what the most... Like, I don't we don't need to get into like feminism one oh one, but the thing that's the most shocking about this is who's writing this article.
2: Oh, wait, there's more. Olivia Elgart. Yeah. Mm. Who I it's think like your so point is, deeply embedded she's, she's calling
1: from inside the house. <laughs> yes. The misogyny is It seriously is. Like that's the, the thing. House. That's the thing that's so sick about it is the misogyny is so big and bad that now the women are doing it for themselves
2: Them- <laughs> exactly sisters Truly. screwing it for themselves yeah. yep. you get misogyny you get misogyny <laughs> and she literally goes through this workout and again i want to give you just a heads up as somebody who does show up uh, like most of you probably to a gym on a regular basis you don't get abs from doing ab workouts no. quote unquote. no
1: number one number two also it ain't gonna matter worth no darn if you don't figure out how to put the fork down,
2: yeah. Thank you. Abs, abs are made in the kitchen. That is a, that is true, and, and yes, my
1: kitchen doesn't make abs. You str-
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you'd like to.
1: Uh, no, I'm actually okay. Ish. I got. Abs. Excuse me. You were the one. That's
0: true. I brought it up. Also, I just like maybe you guys mentioned this already. But I'm looking at the photographs of Selena Gomez for this article. I don't see any abs. About her workout, and she's wearing a one-piece swimsuit.
2: Yeah, which that was, I think, one of the things that I thought about when I was like, I don't feel like Selena Gomez is the, like, whose abs do I want from a celebrity You know, yeah, the
1: thing about it is what this really is 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 this is a PR stunt on behalf of the trainer who trains Selena Gomez to pull back the curtain here. And she reached out and was like, I'm Selena Gomez's (laughs) trainer. And I have I would like for you to write an article about and the only way they're going to be able to sell that is to be like, look like Selena Gomez, because they're not going to say here are some exercises that Selena Gomez's
2: trainer gives to her. Yeah.
1: Because nobody wants to read that. Because guess what? What are the exercises again? Planks and what? Uh,
2: the Pilates.
1: Okay. Planks and Pilates. You can get that workout, whatever that is. It's None of those moves are
2: new. Yeah, it literally like, says... You can get those in any garden variety. You can get them online. They do some really small movements, which include a combination of crunches um, using a bar or two-pound weights. I mean, literally, cool. you could Google this stuff. Yeah.
1: So the, that's they're, they're, all that you're about. saying
2: is that they're using, which, which again is what's so shocking and frustrating about it because it's not that you can't, like everyone wants to be fit. Sure. I want to know what my, my celebrities are up to in the gym. Zach Efron for crying outside has a whole new series now where he on YouTube just works out with people. If that's your thing, great. But Selena Gomez. For the record, I don't think she signed off on this, probably. Uh No, she definitely did. It's not like this is her thing. Like Zach Efron, like him or don't, at least he's made his fitness a thing, which could be problematic, but at least that's him directing it. This is just like I make money off Selena Gomez. Yeah. um, And by the way, I just again feel like Selena Gomez would be a little bit, feel a little used. By somebody who's like, hey, get my abs.
1: Well, she is. And this this trainer is a total coattail rider. Because I will draw your attention to an interview we actually executed on this very show. With the trainer
2: of... Zach Efron. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who was... Using the fact that he had trained Zac Efron it was his as
2: Baywatch body workout, was yeah,
1: it? and it, like that's what they do. Yeah, that is their way of trying to create fame for themselves. It was also by attaching, Yeah, yeah, but that it's by ta- it's by attaching themselves to the wagon of a, a big celebrity. That's I think one of the things that makes celebrities so jaded and so irritated is that like people are trying to. Make money off of their names just by any sort of loose association with them. <laughs> what?
2: Okay, do this is that? where I need to put the mirror in your face and my face. Do? I mean, we make money off of That's these true celebrities actually. daily. Yes,
1: but I can see where that would be frustrating.
2: Uh, yes. Yeah,
1: I can see how we're a thorn in their side. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I know thing. they care I'm deeply saying, what we think.
2: Biatch, we're gonna call it out when we see yes, it. Yes, absolute to the lee.
1: All right, can I tell you who my Please. D-bag is? It's Katy Perry. Oh, what Here's she why. Do? Okay, first of all, we, again, I don't know what's wrong with us. We have m- missed some very important details in the last few days regarding Katy Perry. Okay. So the other day, what did we talk about? Her big, like, her health kick that involves...
2: Oh, God, animas. And why does she do them? Because she... Oh, God, I don't remember what it was. Because to- she
1: has such bad hangovers, she realizes oh, hangovers, her cells hangovers. are dying. Yeah, she hers- wants to be young.
2: Her cells are dying, so... Do you know that
1: she and Orlando Bloom are investing in an organic apple cider company? Do you know why?
2: Because apple cider vinegar
1: helps her hangovers. To which I'm like, girl, look. So this is all just a plant. Girl, you don't. But can we stop talking about Katy Perry's hangovers? I'm starting to worry about her.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing. She probably doesn't have hangovers more than anybody else has hangovers. She's just trying to make money off your hangovers.
3: Oh,
1: you just tipped this upside down. I thought I was just irritated because she, I was like, honey, if you have so many hangovers, (laughs) maybe you should address that. Like, you shouldn't be having so many hangovers. That was
2: the point you made previously, and that is absolutely true. That is the direct response to the direct, you know, claim of, I have so many hangovers, I need to take... Better care of my health by drinking this thing. Wait a minute, you could just not drink the other things. And yeah, you'd be because fine. at the point
1: that your hangovers are getting in the way of your life, it's not the hangover that's the problem.
2: But this is totally on par with what the world is paying attention to, which is like that whole industry of. You know, remember when IVs were the big thing oh, for yeah. hangovers? And then it was like all these drinks and like you can go to a gas station now and they've got little bottles of something, which is probably just literally dishwater um, for like a $1.99 and it's going to allegedly cure your hangover. I bet this is just a big marketing scam. It's like tart
1: cherry juice, which takes care of hangovers. Stop I mean, it. I'm t-
0: <laughs> I bet she's like the great Gatsby, though. What? Meaning, she's like Jay Gatsby, where she's throwing the party and saying that she has all these hangovers, but in fact, oh, she's not she even yes. drinking tart at all. Cherry juice. Well, yeah. not even tart jerry, ter-
2: tart <laughs> jerry juice. Ooh, that's probably gross. Uh, that was a Jerry Lee Lewis reference. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not. Go on. <laughs> oh, oh sure have I bothered Holly's you, Holly? Face
1: with everybody, that was spectacular.
0: There's a whole lot
1: of shaking so going on,
2: poop on in this. Over there. Why don't you play some fart noises, okay, Roberts?
0: But I hear what you're saying. I think about this with a lot of celebrities, yeah. particularly celebrities that project a party lifestyle yeah. Oh, for sure. or say that they have hangovers. They're not partying. They're just selling you the idea of partying. Meanwhile, Katy Perry probably goes to bed at 9 p.m. every night. She's up at 530 in the morning taking business meetings, doing her fitness stuff, planning how she's going to take over the world with her ap- apple cider vinegar investments. I will say in the
1: publicity photo that this article contains, she does look a little puffy in the ocular area. I'm just saying. She does. She has like a little like puff under the eye. Maybe she does have a hangover.
2: <laughs> Stop it. Sally. <laughs> okay. Now we're back. <sighs> no, but seriously, with uh, here's the other thing with the apple cider vinegar. Do the apple cider vinegar. Don't drink it alone, please though. Because that's the thing that um people don't know. That's like acid and it's going to chew a hole in your gut.
1: You don't want that. No. Vinegar. Um I do just can I just give my tip? Um Holly knows what this is. This is my little like drinking vinegar tip. Um
2: what? Who needs tips for drinking? What are you talking well, about? Well,
1: I do this. We need just this one. I love coconut flavored vinegar. I just do, yeah. but like, there's not much you can really
2: do with it. So you know what I do? Oh, you with put it? it in sparkling water. Yes. Yeah, and we've it's like about that.
1: my little mocktail, and I drink it out of a wine That's glass. That's actually a and wonderful. It's very like
2: refreshing. you know what you're doing is very much like a shrub. That's what a shrub is essentially. If you Why heard of Why are you shrubs? calling me a shrub? <laughs> it's a thing. What's a shrub? A shrub is like a cocktail, but um, the shrub part is usually non-alcoholic, and it's usually a like a fruit or flower vinegar of some oh, kind. Oh yes,
1: I have been having these advertised to me. I'm not kidding. These, like, mocktail things that are, like, $50 a bottle.
2: Oh, yeah. And shrubs are very on trend right now. If you go to, like, restaurants locally, you'll see, like, handmade shrubs. Um, you Like, I, I can make a shrub, right? Because I don't drink. But it's, yeah. like, an additive to a drink that you can make without the alcohol. And it's usually, if I remember correctly, like a vinegar thing. So the fact that you're doing it I just I was means a shrub
1: before I knew a shrub. You were a shrub without shrubbin. knowing it. I was shrubbing. shrubbing. Well, everybody else was clubbing. I was shrubbing. <laughs>
2: Okay. You're literally a thousand years old. I
1: know. I'm going to roll up in the carpool in my mobile and I'm going to look real cool.
2: Shrubbing. She's just like, I'm the shrubbing kids. They're like, who is that wackadoodle mom?
1: When we come back
2: on the Colleen and Bradley show,
1: what are we doing next? Who is this? Who are we talking hey, about? Did your
2: eyes fail you? Well, who are we talking about? We're talking about Instagram. Oh, Instagram yes. is about to expand a test that will remove your uh, ability to see the number of likes people get on their posts. Oh, this is going to... This is good. all right.
1: Well, Instagram wants to stop letting us feel good about ourselves on the Colleen and Bradley show, wow. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. Uh, and uh, they're going to remove the ability for people to like our posts. No, what no, no, nobody's no, no, ever, no. we're never going to let be feel good about ourselves
2: again. <sighs> Take a deep breath, please, woman. <gasps> I'm hysterical, uh, most days, but right now. Um, I want you to be okay. But here is what is happening. Instagram could be one step closer to concealing your likes, but not from you. Oh, so you can feel good
1: about yourself, but other people can't know how good
2: about yourself you feel. Can I just tell you? And then you can have an opinion. Okay, so here's what they're doing. They are expanding a test. Uh, And remember that Facebook owns Instagram. They're expanding their test to include other countries. Now, they've been doing this test in Canada, but it's moving to other places throughout Europe and Australia. And what happens is the test removes the total number of likes on photos and videos for the viewer. But the owner of the account will still be able to see them. So likes will not appear on the main feed, profiles, or uh, what they call permalink pages. And they say, we're testing this because we want your followers, that is, we want your followers, to focus on the photos and videos you share, not on how many likes they get. Oh, I like that. Which which is in- interesting, right? But it does make me think like, well, I don't know that that does much to ma- make me worry less about how many likes things are getting. Right. It just frees your followers from paying attention to that. Which I don't know if that's a bigger problem than the one I'm having if I'm, you know focused on how many likes you're giving me
1: i think oh boy that because it is a little bit confusing and i don't want to get all tangled up in it but i do think because i watch how my children pay attention to my social media Mm -hmm. um like if i'm looking showing them a picture i posted on instagram They'll be like, wow, look at all the likes you got. They're paying attention to that. Ah, Okay. So that, which means they're also, they would be paying attention to how many likes somebody else got on their photograph and then comparing that to them. Exactly. So I see how it alleviates that. Uh What I don't think it accounts for is, I mean. Uh, here's where i wonder about it what is that going to do for influencers people who actually have monetized how many likes how many eyeballs how many views their stuff gets
2: well you'll still be able to give that those metrics that that if you're an influencer you'll uh, i mean anybody will still be able to see the number and you could give that information presumably or take screenshots and send it to somebody uh, but if you're an influencer, you probably have a business account. If you have a business account, you've got all your like metrics where it'll tell you all sorts of right. dumb things you didn't even need, need to know about regarding your Instagram posts. Um, but yeah, so and, and also keep in mind, it doesn't address the underlying issue of uh, or one of the chief criticisms against things like Instagram, which is and Instagram specifically, I guess, that you feel like your life doesn't measure up to the fabulous photos of the lives of everyone you follow right so that might be a bigger problem that this is not going to address but that's not to say that you shouldn't applaud them for trying to deal with this issue in some way they also say critics also say it doesn't address bullying on the platform so um you know it's it's this is not a cure-all but this is just one step
1: and they're just still in the testing phase. They're just going to roll it out to other places. Other
2: countries, yeah. To
1: try to test a little bit more. Well, speaking of that social media bullying, Bradley Trader, you got like <laughs> the very smallest, well, a bizarre taste oh my God. of what happens
2: I, yeah, it's on not social bullying. media. It's not no. bullying at all. Um, but, uh, so I tweeted something last night. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but it was... Uh, I had had it yesterday. I was in a mood and I was ready to share it was a my full opinion. Moon. So like things were happening. Things and were there were some things going on in the world. And I just, you know, that's, that's where I go on. Like Twitter is the outlet. I don't do that on Facebook. I don't do that generally on Instagram. It's like, if I'm going to have a thought about the world, you can follow me on Twitter and you can see those thoughts. And I had a thought, which I have thoughts. I've had thoughts before. Girl, do you know when they talk about bots and things that is real? You got because botted I got botted You got, got bot. botted out <laughs> um, because I tweeted this thing about my frustration with part of the world and a bunch of bots. And a bunch of other. I mean, I think there were real people too. But t- but it was a situation where I tweeted something, and occasionally, you know, people. I don't expect everyone to agree with me, no. and I love to engage people in conversation, which that's the fun of Twitter. You can have,
1: yeah, you especially know, mini- if it can remain civil.
2: Well, and wh- it moderately why did I ever think that was possible? Yeah, well, that was my first. 2019. Um, no, this was a case where, like, I looked down. I was eating my dinner. I looked down, and all of a sudden. The numbers, you know how you'll see like the number of comments, the number yep. of retweets, and the number of likes. And it just started going <sighs> like, like it looked like one of those movies where they're showing time passing by right, speeding up a clock, right? Going, wee, 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 wee. That's what it looked like. And I was like, Oh, what, God, happened? what is going on? So I start going through the comments. I am telling you, it was probably close to a hundred comments. 99.9% of them were negative and like violently. Well, I shouldn't say violently. So viciously so virulently. So like just gr- some of them gross. Some of them. I don't want to overplay it, but it was, it was something I've never noticed. I can only imagine what it must be like. For somebody who deals with that on the daily. Yeah. And we've talked about that. Celebrities, specifically on occasion, are, you know, bullied. Um, and truly, I think you can call that bullying you know, on a daily basis because of the way they look, because of, you know, their politics or whatever. And so it was just interesting to see just a slice of that. I had, oh. You had to shut it down. I had to shut everything down last night. Girl, it was crazy. That is that is crazy. Anyway, go follow me on Twitter. I'll be back He'll be shortly. back soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when we come back, what old toy do you still have that you think might be worth something? 651-641-1071.